Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateways to Cinema, uh, the spin-off podcast. I used to have an intro for this with various spin-offs, I just remembered that I did that. Um, what spin-off? Well, what's a what's recent a, what spin-off? What is a recent spin-off? We can count that new uh, Paramount Plus show with, uh, what's his Plus? name, Captain, Captain what's-his-name? For Star Trek? Captain Pike, the, yeah, the Strange go. New World, yeah, to the main spin-off. podcast Star Trek. Yeah, there we go. It counts. I mean, technically, it is like a spinoff of Discovery, because they set up all the characters on that show mm, first. Okay. Which it's, yeah, and they were also characters in the original show. It counts. We'll go with it. We're bringing that tradition back, maybe, probably not, probably because not. I ran out of uh, spinoffs a long time ago, and we stopped doing the main podcast anyway, <laughs> yeah. so it didn't even, it wasn't even relevant until just now. It was a nice little now. throwback. It's a little throwback. The thing is, I don't have anything to replace it with yet, so when I try to do these intros, like, we mm-hmm. took such a huge gap, and now that I do these intros, I'm just like, it's another episode. <laughs> Hello. Hi, I'm episode Aaron. Time. <laughs> Knock, knock. Like, at least I had, I had the... I, it, it was something that got the ball rolling, and now I'm just like, I'm your host, Aaron, mm-hmm. joined as always by Jacob Lacey. Hello, that's me. <laughs> what up? <laughs> We're in it again. We are. Doing a podcast. We're doing another podcast. We are once again uh, looking at a film from the list of 100 movies I made for Jacob to watch, films that are interesting introductions to a larger world of cinema. Uh, and this week, we're three-fourths of the way through this list... That we started a couple years ago, you know? That's pretty it's, good, It's though. pretty good. That's pretty it's, good. It's something. 75, who'd have thought, you know? I certainly did not think we would ever <laughs> get to 75. <laughs> Here we are. And, Our, and while also adding different movies from another list, yeah. too. It's a, it's, a big, it's a big accomplishment. It's Well, it's something. Sure, I, I'll, I'll accept that. Um, but this week... Um, we are looking at this little, uh, quirky little indie film mm. called Little Miss Sunshine. Ah, Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Yeah. We act like I didn't, we didn't just watch it and they didn't see the title of this episode. <laughs> we always act like they don't see the title. Yeah. So sometimes we act like it's a surprise or something, yeah. you know? Well, it's, it's fun. Well, you know, maybe, it, maybe they're listening to it, like, one after the other. I was just going to say, they yeah, they don't, the they don't know. They just keep listening and then... Uh... Imagine the type of person who would have to binge listen to our podcast. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine a person who has finished an episode of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Little Miss Sunshine. What do we got? Little Miss Sunshine. Um, Well, since we're trying to do a little synopsis thing, this is a 2006 film. It's basically a road trip movie. Uh, just about this family that uh, their their daughter wants to enter a beauty pageant in California, so they take a road trip um, out there to uh, enter in this contest, and along the way, lots of shenanigans, a lot of family dysfunctions. Uh, it's just uh, it's a little fun little time. Uh, yeah. That's my, that's my synopsis. That's one way um, I'd describe it, I guess. <laughs> Jacob, uh, <laughs> Jacob what, what did you know going into this movie, though? Um, I really didn't know much except for... Um, de- some details surrounding the end of the movie. Okay. Because it was brought up in relation to another film, Fist Fight. <laughs> Is that, do you remember Fist Fight I, well enough? I, I vaguely remember the movie Fist Fight. I'm yeah. scratching my brain to try to figure out why it was brought up in relation to... We'll talk about to... it in spoilers. Okay. Because, yeah, <laughs> okay, because it's about the ending. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um... 
But that's really all I knew going into it. I knew uh, Steve Carell was in it. That was the other only thing I knew. You yeah, know, this was this was in the heat of the the office uh, run for him. I assume. I mean, yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, this would have been season like two or three. So this was fairly early Steve Carell, I guess. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. And probably one of his, I mean, I don't know what his filmography is like, but probably one of his earliest, like, turns towards the dramatic. You know, like, obviously yes. it's a comedy, but there's a lot yeah. of um, dramatic material in uh, this as well. So, yeah, I think Steve Carell does a really good job. Uh, so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, now, as far as what did I think of this movie? Yeah. I liked it a lot. <laughs> This is a good one, eh? Yeah. You got you brought a good one to the table. You say that like Congrats. I don't always bring yeah. a good one to the well, table. It's no like Robin Hood. It's men no types. Robin Hood men types. It's one no of the Robo worst Cop. films I've ever seen. <laughs> um. No. Yeah. This is awesome. I really liked this. I mean, this definitely strikes me as your vibe, though. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and absolutely, it is. It's hardcore indie. <laughs> I mean, this is about as yeah. This, this is like the vibe, the maximum color, indie, yeah, really. The know? color palette, you know, you got everything going for it. <laughs> uh, you got a little uh, slice of life story, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. good. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just felt so good watching because I'm like, I haven't seen a movie like this in what feels like a really long time. Well, I can't remember the last movie I've seen that felt like this. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? Like, feels like what? <laughs> just has like, that vibe, you know? Just that comfort. Well, just like what, what's the? This is a comfort it's, movie. It feels yeah. very comforting. Okay. You know, it's in a comfort movie in a long <laughs> yeah. time. Well, I'm out here watching Doctor Strange and having my world flipped upside I down. Guess, you know, yeah, I don't know something. what to think anymore. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, so it was just it was fun to to have a, a movie like that where you're just like I'm I have all these characters that. Even some characters that maybe at the start you're like, I don't know if I like that person. But you're like, you know what? I understand them. Yeah. You know, this is like Edge of Seventeen level. Okay. You know? okay. Like that kind of vibe where I'm like, you know, it everyone the has vibe. their own story. Yeah. And I'm actually really interested in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, fair. I really enjoyed this. And just some of the most like hearty belly laughs I've had from a movie in a minute too. Like just very good. Very good comedic beats yeah. in this too. Um, and just, I, I'm getting to the point where I don't, I think, I know I've seen her before Hereditary, but I think the first time I was, like, aware of Toni Collette as an actress was in Hereditary, uh-huh. and she's becoming just such a, a welcoming presence in any movie. I'm always happy to see I her. forgot she was in this, because, yeah, when I first saw this movie, I had no, like, awareness of her as an actress, so, yeah. um, Hereditary was, yeah, the first time that it became, like, a, like, a name that you would recognize, even though Hereditary is not, like, a big movie. No. It no. was just a standout well, she, performance yeah, in there. Kind of, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, definitely a welcome presence as well. Uh, a great cast all around, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I just, yeah. Greg Kinnear, I don't know that I really, I don't, he's one of those dudes that like, I just am face blind to, where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what you're in, but you look that's, vaguely familiar. That's fair. Like, uh, he's, um, oh, he was the first host of, uh, Soup. The Soup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That does not seem like the vibe yeah, for The Soup. Yeah, no, it's not. Well, we can all be honest, the soup did not get good until Joel McHale did it. All right, right. come on. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, yeah. Um, he's in a bunch of stuff. I mean, 
He's Greg Kinnear. <laughs> oh, was he the dad in the last song? Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm familiar. What's the last song? That's that Miley Cyrus, Liam Hemsworth movie. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the dad. Sure is. I mean, that's that's him. He's he's the dad. He's the you dad. Know? That, those are his roles. Very true. Very true. I feel like we're forgetting a big uh, big role for him. Um, we're not. Is it, is it like a TV role, though? Maybe it's on Letterboxd, no? No. No. Why do we all know him so well? He's just kind like, of I feel like he's, knowable face. Yeah, he's one of those actors, though, you're like, oh, yeah, it's Greg Kinnear. I, he, he must be in something. He was in Robots, apparently. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> thinking of Robots. He's in uh, Brigsby Bear. He's in You've Got Mail, As Good As It Gets, um, Mystery Men, Baby Mama, Green Zone. I this mean, is and stuff. upsetting to me. He's been in nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not this is his big, big role. This is this is, and you know what? I liked him. Yeah, man. he was good. Yeah, he's good. He, um, I do, I will say that um, I don't remember his name, but from you're the worst, the redhead guy. If you put, yeah, if you put Greg Kinnear and that guy side by side, I wouldn't be able to tell him apart. Nine oh, times what was his time. name? <laughs> it's been too long since I've seen that show. Yeah. So. um... But yeah, no, I really thought he was good. And he he definitely has a great turn in this movie of be like being so unlikable at the start. He, then, he's the character referencing yeah, well, yeah. one of them, probably. Yeah, to being just a, a much more likable presence and or an understandable presence, at least. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I really liked it. I, uh, I I want to talk about some spoilers. I want to get in there. I want All to right. dig around in there. Well, very briefly, why I put it on the list. Um, I think the this was a movie I was aware of fairly early, but I didn't see until around the time I made this list. Mm-hmm. Um, because the screenwriter of this, um, what's his name, uh, Michael Arndt. Okay. Uh, he was announced. He was the original screenwriter for Star Wars Episode Seven when they announced that they were going to make Episode Seven. They're like, "We're getting him to write it," and I was like, "I'm aware of Little Miss Sunshine. I want to know what this guy's got in him. Let me watch this movie now and see uh, what he might be able to bring to Star Wars." Which it's like, obviously, this is not a Star Wars vibe at all. So. I'm really curious because he's still credited as a writer on Force. Yeah, Awakens, so and really, he, like he still curious. did the initial draft. And I think um, as to what he brought to it, yeah. I think I think quite a bit of it does come from him. Um, I don't know the exact details. Though. He helped write Toy Story three, and second week in a row we're talking about this. Oblivion, he yeah, helped, right. He's apparently also there wrote... were writers to Oblivion, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Catching Fire, and uh, he's working on the new Hunger Games spinoff <laughs> or prequel. So that's interesting. Well, you gotta get work somewhere. True. True. So that's why, okay. But that's that's why I watched it, and yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. I think it hit a, a really good time for me as well. You know, in terms of that being a comfort movie, mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed this. It was just a good time. It was also a movie that I had the DVD on my shelf when I was making this list. So I looked over at my shelf. Yeah. I'm like, I have that that's movie. I enjoyed movie. that one. I'll put it on the list. Um, but like you said um, earlier, where it's like each character having their own story, I do think this is a really good screenplay in terms of developing all the characters, having their own little like subplots and arcs and all that, and mm-hmm. like just weaving them together in a way, you know, and like everything just comes to a head in a really satisfying way. I just, I think it's a very solid screenplay. Um, so I, I think it's a fun one to watch um, in that regard as well. 
I do love that there doesn't feel like there's one main character of this movie. They no. all carry the movie in their own way, in their own, um, you know, they all have their own moments, and I really liked that about it. I, I like those ensemble casts where no one really seems to outshine the other. Maybe in performances, sure, but um, not so much in screen time or, or weight of their story. So that was good. I also, um, this is a little story that I won't <laughs> dig into too many details on. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, I don't need people finding stuff in case okay. you're listening. Yeah. I uh, had a girlfriend in high school whose YouTube channel was a pun, a play on the name Little Miss Sunshine and an Avenged Sevenfold thing. Um, so I assume they what really... What was the pun? I, well, I don't want the people to find oh, their channel. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll tell me after the Yeah, podcast. absolutely. Okay. So I assume they were a really big fan of this movie. I don't remember. <laughs> Probably. You were a bad boyfriend. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was a freshman. What do you want me to do about it? Hey, come on. <laughs> what, are you, what are you kidding? Nah. All right. Uh, what would you What would you uh, rate this movie? How many stars would you give Loma Sunshine? I'd give it a, a tentative four. Okay. I think I'd need to rewatch. It could probably raise up a little bit. This yeah. is one of those movies that I feel like I'll rewatch. Probably yeah. too much. Okay, so, that's fair. You do have the Blu-ray. I do. Definitely bought the Blu-ray. I had it for years. <laughs> it's been on my shelf. I I did not even realize you did. Yeah, yeah. but Last of Us Part Two is covering it. So <laughs> what a what a bookshelf you have. Yes. Um, I would. Yeah, I'd be on a similar vein. I think probably three and a half, maybe four, is where I'm at. Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I, I think certainly uh, you know it's much more fun on a first time watch when you don't know where all the twists and turns are gonna come mm-hmm. in because there's a couple moments in here when like the first time you watch it you're like this is the best movie ever made when you just get to certain scenes yeah um, yeah that doesn't hit quite as well on the second time but it's still a really solid really enjoyable movie mm-hmm. big uh, big recommend. Yeah, for me. Yeah, for sure. I would. I would also recommend. I don't. I can't imagine the type of person who'd watch this and not like it. Just like I can't imagine the person who's watching this or listening to this in a binge <laughs> setting. So, and then it turns out they're one in the same. Oh no! <laughs> they like they <laughs> they hear it. they're just sitting there. They just finished um, listening to Shaggy Dog. They're like favorite movie ever. I'm so I'm so glad they talked about it. I'm so their happy. their favorite movie would be the Shaggy and then, Dog. You're and right. Then it, rolls over to the next episode. They're like, oh, well, hey, another one. Let's let it ride. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, no. <laughs> They're like, they better have hated this movie <laughs> after the Shaggy Dog. <laughs> Just, the, I, I didn't know what, it, like, the poison that they put into are my they, ears. Are they able to hear the shaking of the I table so. on the podcast? I feel, like, out of I feel like it's just going to mess up our audio and nothing else. <laughs> Taking it back to the old school days when we did this over Skype and you yeah. couldn't listen to it at all. No, no. So yeah, Are we ready to get into spoilers. Yeah, uh, I think I've, I think that covers it. <laughs> I think that does. Think that now that we've well. conjured the existence of this uh, imaginary <laughs> listener. Oh uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So if you uh, have not seen the film, uh, recommended by the both of us. If you have seen the film or just don't care, we're going to talk about it now in depth with spoilers. Okay. So, yeah, I'll get to the, the point that I knew about, I guess. So sure. We'll start there. So, the movie Fist Fight. <laughs> yes. Spoilers for the movie Fist Fight. 
It's all like, I feel like this imaginary listener also has not seen Fist Fight and would be upset about a spoiler too. Or has Fist seen Fight. Fist Fight and is gonna be mad that I didn't like it at all. <laughs> Either Maybe one. it's their favorite movie and so they're upset that you're spoiling it for people, like they're listening oh, with someone they okay. were intending to show Fist Fight to. But anyway, huh. carry on. Spoilers <laughs> yeah. for Fist Fight. <laughs> Um, Fist Fight, it's, you know, one of these movies where it's all in one day kind of thing, and, you know, you you hear all these, like, uh, hints and kind of like, oh, okay, well, what's gonna happen next kind of thing. It's not good. Fist Fight's not a good movie. I, I was the prime demographic for that movie. That's fair. And I could not find a single lick of enjoyment out of it. But the ending of the movie uh-huh. is when he goes to his daughter's, uh, talent show at school, yeah, and she does the "I don't f with you" by Big Sean. Yeah, and he gets on stage and dances with yeah. it. Yeah, I remember the ending this of now. This movie. That is the ending of this movie. They so ripped it off. So I don't know how they got away with that, but it was fist fight. No one saw it. Yeah, true, true. Um, but that's how I heard about that, just in relation to that movie. This movie was somewhat spoiled for me, but it's like. I had kind of forgotten the specifics of it. Right. Like, I knew something. I was like, oh, so something inappropriate is going to happen. But this one goes so much harder that I'm like, okay, well, I guess this movie takes the cake in every regard. <laughs> well, that's Between that's this and Fist Fight, I'd say Little Miss Sunshine's a better movie. This is a hot take. Yeah, yeah I this know. Is, this is going to lose us some listeners. Um, Yeah, but uh, that's really all I knew going in. And, um... I guess I knew, like, the general overall tone, I suppose, and, and knew that it was, like, kind of more of a, a comedy. But I didn't expect um, it to be as emotional as it gets at times. There's some uh-huh. there's some, there's some some scenes here, man, where I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's happening, man? There are, there are. Um, um, an example? Oh, oh, man, there's lots. Um, I just think... Uh, it's gonna sound so weird without like talking about the rest of the movie first, but one of the parts that hit me the hardest and uh-huh. was like the most like I like teared up at was when there they finally get to this beauty pageant place, and she goes to talk to Miss California and she's like, "Do you eat ice cream?" And she's like, "Yeah, I love ice cream." And I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I just I was like, "No, that's your <laughs> that was so emotional for me because you know." It was just such, it's like one of those where it's like, you know, it's one of those uh, uh, moments of, um, you know, uh, life affirming for her in a a certain way at that young age where she's like, you know, uh, my, you know, my grandpa may have been a coke addict, but you know, he may have been right about uh, some things or I guess it was heroin, wasn't it? Or was it coke? And he I did both. He, he did does both. coke in the opening scene yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he talks about getting addicted to heroin. Yeah, so. yeah. It explains a lot, you know. <laughs> it really explains a lot of the decisions he made. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, of course, the scene where he dies, too, is just, I was like, oof. Yeah, man, that's rough. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the scene I was talking about in terms of, like, playing, uh, playing well the first time when they steal the body out yeah, of the hospital. Oh the first time you watch that scene, you're just like, this is the best movie ever made. Because <laughs> you do not expect it at all. Even when they... Even, obviously, when this movie is going for that extreme dark comedy mm-hmm. from, like, the very first scene, um, you do not expect something on that level of, no. uh... No. 
It's so morbid, but <laughs> they play it so straight and as if like this is our only option. <laughs> we have to do this, so they're yeah. all they're all on board. Uh, God, it's so funny. It <laughs> is the little speech he gives, where he's like, "No, we're not going to give up because we're not losers." Kind of, <laughs> and they're all like, "Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let's steal this dead body." It is, yeah, it's really funny because it is like, they start as a dysfunctional family Mm -hmm. and then along this journey, you can't really say they become functional in any way. They just become dysfunctional in a way that like they're united in this (laughs) dysfunction. They're dysfunctional (laughs) together. (laughs) Yeah. And that's great. It's a great arc. Yeah, it really is. Um, I thought uh, Paul Dano was great in this, yeah. especially for being a, a role that he does not talk for two thirds of the movie. Right, um, which was very surprising that they actually did that. I mean, I guess was Paul Dano really anyone at this? I don't point? think he was very big at this time. He's another one that like I didn't know who he was when I first watched this movie. Gotcha. Um, and only now I recognize him. You know. Yeah, I guess no. I don't see anything that would have been really before this. Though. I mean, when was There Will Be Blood? That was 2007, that was, yeah, so that that's sense. probably the earliest I remember. God, I'm uh, so good at years, man. I just know years. Knowing Paul Dano. <laughs> um, so I thought he was really good in this, and I, I... His arc is the one that's like... Okay, maybe take a couple more colorblind tests before you just <laughs> panic. But I guess it, it makes sense. Do you need multiple colorblind tests? I feel like one works, right? Unless they, like, print it wrong? Yeah. Is that, like, a thing? I would just... You know how they... You just always need a second opinion. <laughs> you know, second opinions are good on anything medical, I would say, probably. <laughs> this sounds like you're talking around, like, COVID disinformation <laughs> kind of thing at this point. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, Jacob, shut it down. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but I, I, But at the same time, it's right after they steal their grandpa's dead body. <laughs> so, um... It's, it's, you understand the emotional state they're all already in, and this just sends them over the edge, mm-hmm. and just that little brief moment of, of, um, of Olive, that's her name, right? I'm sorry. Olive, yeah, yeah. Olive, yeah. Olive coming up and just sitting next to him, and he's just like, all right, I'll, I'll go for you, but, like, his entire world is shattered, and it's so heartbreaking in the most awful way, but it's like, well... Yeah. What can you do, man? You know, he's like, he even just has that moment where he's like, well, what am I doing? Like, I, yeah. I, there's no reason to be doing this, so. And I like that it's also, it's not just, uh, what am I doing? It's like, what have I done in terms of he spent so long yeah. be- taking this vow of silence. <laughs> and then he just has this moment, it's like, this was pointless. Yeah. I could have been talking this entire time. Yeah. And you know it's that it's that that uh, high school angst, of course, too. Well, yeah, just when he has that notepad. I hate everyone. What about your family? Underlines everyone. It's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so. like a it's like a Riddler origin story almost. Kind of you is. know, like if if this had gone wrong, uh, that's where the Riddler if you comes are from. Little Miss Sunshine, <laughs> please do not lie. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a movie right here. It, it's a movie. <laughs> well, what, what do you think? What do you think? Where, where are you, uh, where are your thoughts? I have, I have one very specific thought. This one's not really, this isn't something, um, you're gonna be aware of, but I had okay. the strangest moment at the end of this movie, um, because I distinctly remember 
that this movie ends with them stealing the trophy for the beauty pageant. Like, as they're running out of the hotel after the dance sequence, they grab the trophy as they're on their way out, and then they kick off the van, and then they run out with the trophy. That's how I remember this movie ending. A hundred percent. And so I looked it up immediately okay. afterwards. That's what I was just going to do. And apparently it's an alternate ending. On the DVD, there's like four alternate endings. Okay. So and so I must, I must have endings. watched it, because I did have the DVD. I must have watched the alternate ending. But I would have sworn that was the official ending for this movie. So when this credits roll, like when they when it first starts with them just driving down the highway, I'm like, wait, when do they go back to get the trophy? This I don't understand this course of events. And then the credits roll, and I I very much thought I had lost my mind. Like it's the after credits scene. It and truly then, felt like I was dreaming. And then like they walk in to grab the the trophy and Doctor Strange comes through. <laughs> like, I'd like to tell you about the Secret War Initiative. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, it's an alternate ending. And I <laughs> yeah. do like that as an alternate ending. I think, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you know, if you want to pull it up uh, at some point, I do think it's a really funny scene. I think it works well with the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. Not that the ending that they, the I guess it's the official ending. Yeah. Like, it's good. I just, I do like that trophy stealing moment kind of thing. They it's lean a, a lot more gag. into the emotional at the end right. instead of the more comedic. With That's the, true. I do love just that shot of them all doing it again, you know, running back into the car and starting with Olive and all the way. Yeah, I just thought that was a nice way to end it. Yeah, it is. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's good. It was good. Um, yeah, Steve Carell was, was very good. That's really surprising to me that this was, like, right at the start of The Office. I mm-hmm. figured this would have been one of the ones that... Like, when he was, was trying, more when he was to, trying to break into, break into the dramatic... Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, it certainly seems like it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... But like... also, Steve Carell's just one of the best comedic actors we have right now. He's so good, even when he's playing it so straight and so heartbroken. Just the scene where he's buying the porn mags, and his ex or someone, I don't know, it's not really clear if they ever really dated, I don't I, think they I did. think the idea is that it was always unrequited uh, gotcha. kind of thing. But, you know, he's trying to just... Nope, just lean right in front of him as, as you know as subtly as possible is so good he's yeah. he just god steve Carell is so good um yeah 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 I, I, brian cranston shows brian up cranston does like show up. one scene and it's really wild uh don't really know why i yeah I mean, this would have been after I watched Breaking Bad, so it was mm-hmm. weird just watching. Because it's Brian Cranston, and then the police officer um, yeah. is also in Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, so name? it's just a weird little... Uh, Dean Norris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There um, we go. And so, yeah, it's just a weird little kind of bit, bit appearances for both of them. Which, obviously, this is before either of them, uh, you know, got the the Breaking Bad uh, boost or whatever you want to call it. Right, um, right. But it's weird that they just both were in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, that is really weird. Um, Alan Arkin, we haven't really mentioned at all, but just another really welcome presence in a movie. Yeah. He just he'll always go all in on anything. I feel like so it's also that dude has been old forever. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, no, he really has. Yeah. So, but yeah, I do like with his character. I th- I think the thing is, it's like it's 
when they first like set up the character, the opening scene of this movie, it definitely feels like they're gonna like it less like an ensemble piece and more just like they're leaning into specific characters as like the focal point because mm-hmm. he doesn't get like a lot of focus. You're just like that's the grandpa character. Yeah. He does coke in one moment, but you don't really <laughs> get anything else. And then like as soon as they get into the van, he just breaks out into like the best monologue yeah. of the piece. He's huh? so good, and it's great because it definitely feels like he would be saying all this all the time, but now he has a captive audience yeah. so he's going all in it's so good it's just like it's an instant escalation where automatically you know right off the bat this road trip is just off the rails you know yeah just putting these characters all in this van together instantly bad idea yeah yeah it, absolutely um yeah i think uh, i i Hmm, I'm trying to think of whose whose arc I liked the best. I honestly think Greg Kinnear might take it. His is really well, he has good. The most, he has the most change. Yeah, the most change, and also just his uh, his um, just his acceptance of failure in the face of this nine step plan that he's been trying to sell or whatever. Yeah, it's just it's. It hits home, you know, it's it's not... All right, that maybe was the wrong phrasing. But, you know, it's a, it's a relatable uh, uh, tale, I suppose. Right. And, uh, you know, I... Yeah, it was good. I, li- I like Greg Kinnear in this. Yeah, big uh, hot take. Greg Kinnear, he did one good movie. <laughs> and then he did Robots. Well, Robots he, was before this, but... He certainly did Robots, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I'm running out of things to say, but if you've got some more to say. Uh, I mean, I want to. I like the ending of this movie. As soon as they get to the beauty pageant, because I, I think, you know, a weaker film obviously would uh, not really take the piss out of beauty contests yes. in the way this movie does, but I think that's something that really endeared me to this movie is that when they get to this contest, yeah. they're just all like immediately weirded <laughs> out. They're like, this is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. And, the, and, and Greg Kinnear's character has the slowest turn to it but like when he's just watching he's like <laughs> he gets this little moment of like uh and just leans over to the other dad he's like you got a kid up here first time <laughs> like oh no what have i gotten myself into it's so good um yeah <laughs> i love when they just walk through the door and then like they don't even think they cut they just come right back out they're like all right well <laughs> i don't want to be in there yeah it's so good yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just the ending itself is very fun, too, where she's doing just one of the most inappropriate things you could do at a, a beauty pageant, I'd right. say. But the family's just like, you know what? She's being her, so we're going to go up there and be there with her. And you know? I think it's great because obviously what they're what they're showing, like the surrounding context of the beauty pageant they're showing is they're like, all of this is inappropriate yeah. for these kids, you know? It's very, it's very upsetting to see these uh, young girls being put into this situation, uh, you know, where they're like, their bodies are on the display and being judged. And you're like, yeah, there's not really anything valuable in this. Um, and then to just like take that to the extreme of just being like, yeah, we know this is inappropriate objectifying of these young girls' body. We're going to take this to the absolute yeah. extreme and really, for, you know, make all these other characters, you know, call them out on their hypocrisy, really, you know? Because yeah. everyone's like, you know, outraged um, and upset. And it's yeah. like, what you're doing to, you know, what your children is, is pretty much so is, is far yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, no, so good on that front too. Um, yeah, it's good. weird though because apparently the uh, the other contestants are like real beauty pageant contestants. <laughs> That okay. they just uh, yeah, cast and uh, hired in the scene, so it does feel weird. Weird, like do they watch this movie and like did they get out of the game or uh, yeah. are they just like not allowed to watch it? Was it just like a piece on their resume for the? You know, pageant? I don't ever blame the kids, but I feel like the parents who get their kids into beauty pageants are too far gone. <laughs> I feel like the, all of that context, all of that subtlety, well, not even really subtle, but you know, all of the, that uh, wider point being made would just go. Boop. Right over the head, you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, yeah. I love beauty pageants. That's them. The host guy is... Uh, oh, my God. He's, he's a so little good too into that. it. Yeah, he's so good at being that role. And just <laughs> Abigail Breslin's face, just, just so upset. Like, this dude is weird. Um, and I love the guy who signs him up. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm not doing another one of these anyway, so I don't care. You can sign yeah, up. Yeah, it was great. And then, the, uh, and then the, uh, when you, the, the punchline after that, where he's the one that claps yeah. after uh, Olive's <laughs> performance, that's good, too. Yeah. I, yeah. And, of course, uh, I mean, we didn't even mention Abigail Breslin, really, but she's really, really good. This was probably her first movie, right? I think so. Um... But obviously, it was her breakout role, you yeah. know? Um, and probably, I, I don't think she's had a better one since, you know? I gotta look at her filmography. I don't really remember what else she's been in. She's in Zombieland. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in... Let's what's see. the name of it? It's the most recent one we probably would have... Well, of course, she did the voice in Zombieland Double Tap Road Trip the video game. Did she actually do the voice in that? She did. Was she the only one from the cast to do the she voice? Was. I distinctly remember like the rest of the voices being real bad. Yeah. Especially the Woody Harrelson one. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, was in the Scream Queens TV series. I did watch Scream Queens. So she was in 23 episodes of that. Yeah. Um, it looks like that's really the most recent high profile thing. Ender's Game. Which, did anyone see Ender's Game? Ender's Game. She was Valentine Wiggin. I'm wigging out! That's what she says. <laughs> she I don't think that. that's the tone of Ender's She's Game like, at all. Oh, Nim's Island, of course. When was Nim's Island? 2008. Oh, okay, so it was after yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen Nim's Island. Oh, why is that, is that, that not something on the I should, list? Uh, Is that something I should watch? I don't know why. I don't know what why. happens in Nim's Island? Is there something fantasy in that? Or is that just they live on the island? It's one of those where it's like it, she's a kid, so everything's magical. Like kind a bridge of thing. to Terabithia kind of thing. If I remember, where it's correctly, like they yes. just go off into the woods. I might and they're be, like, oh, there might be magical creatures out here, I but might nope, be wrong actually, about it's that. not. Let me let me pull that up. I actually, might be I always because I always got Nim's Island confused with the uh, the Water Horse movie. I don't know why, but I don't know. The do you remember water the Water Horse? horse? Not yeah. familiar. Oh, what's what's the Water Horse? Let me look this up. Okay, uh, it doesn't... So, the fantasy stuff... I, yeah, the, again, I might be wrong. The water horse, Legend of the Deep. That's the water horse. That's horrifying. <laughs> Just that picture alone sends shivers down my spine. What were you? What were you saying about? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Now I'm just uh, trying to figure I'm out the plot it. of Nim's Island. Yeah, I, I think it's more like the fantasy stuff because uh, Jodie Foster plays like this. Um, they made this a author. sequel. Uh, sure. Return to Nim's Island. She. I'm guessing no one's in it. That was Matthew Lillard's in it. Was he in the original? No. 
Well, he's in this one. <laughs> I'm guessing, yeah, they, it's a sequel with everyone recast. But with Bindi Irwin as Nim. What? Okay. Wild. Anyway. Yeah, I think she's, uh, she, she writes to, like, Jodie Foster, who's, like, a, uh, a recluse kind of person, but she's she an author. She's on an island. No, no, no. Nim's on the island. And she, who's Nim? Nim's the little girl. She, so she writes to a recluse, and then the yeah. recluse comes to comes the to island? Comes to the island to date her dad. But the she, the recluse is a book writer that she likes, is what it is. Why so wouldn't the author the just be sequence. on the island as the recluse? Hmm. How are they um, on the island? What do they do? That's a really great question. <laughs> okay, he is a like a marine scientist. biologist kind scientist. of thing. So I assume marine biologist. Yes. Um, okay. And so the reason the author decides to take her up on this offer to date her father mm-hmm. is because she gets the chance to be a recluse on an island instead of a recluse in society. I think it's because she writes romance novels. This is this is a guess. I can't remember entirely. I yeah. think she writes romance novels, and who she always pictured in the, the romance novels looks yeah. exactly like her dad. So there's like a it's fantasy like Gerard, aspect in terms of like maybe their soulmates because she envisioned this. Sure. Uh, yes, she yes, envisioned yes. him. Maybe she even conjured him as she was writing the novel, like a Stranger Than Fiction uh, kind uh, of thing. Possibly. I don't know who's to say. Certainly not. I haven't seen Nim's Island since 2008 in theaters. You saw it in theaters? I saw Nim's Island in Why theaters. Why did you see it in theaters? It good. <laughs> Was so this was, of your, this was a choice. This was your choice. Well, I assume my mom was just like, well, you guys want to go see a movie? And we were like, yeah, Nim's Island. They show it on the Nickelodeon. And she was like, oh, God, all right. <laughs> okay, Nim's Island. I'm sure that was her exact reaction, yeah. too. That, as any parent's reaction You made me watch us. City of Ember already. What's next? City of Ember was probably later, to be honest. City of Ember is on your list. Yeah, it is. Why did that one make it on, not Nim's Island? I forgot about Nim's Island. <laughs> City member, same year. <laughs> no way. Wait, we must have seen a lot of movies that year. I'm surprised your mom didn't abandon you in the theater that That's year after that fair. double feature. What? When did... Oh, I'm really curious. What are you looking up? Well, we'll see. I don't want to be proven wrong. We saw a lot of movies in theaters that year. Yeah. Prince Caspian came out that year, too. That it did. I was thinking of like, movies I saw with my mom in 2008. But Prince Caspian, not... probably the best of those three. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely it is. Which uh, is not saying a whole lot, but... It's fine. I liked it as a kid, just because it was, like, dark. Yeah, it definitely like, it was, was as, like, different. violent as I could get away with at that age, you <laughs> yeah, know? Exactly. It was good. It was good. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Do you want to rank it? I feel like we've said all our piece on Little Miss Sunshine. We can rank it. You got more to say? I do not. I was just following your lead. You got more more to say, punk, about this? Um, But what's your ranking? Um... Oh, I do want to... Sorry, I do have more to say, punk. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember it now, though. So I, I remembered it, and then I forgot it. And guess what? I remember it was it again. in regards to okay, so never mind. Uh, what I, I thought you said you remembered it. I said I forgot it and then I remembered it and then I forgot it again. No, you said I remembered it, then I forgot it, then I remembered it again, no, which I implied didn't. that you. you know. I didn't remember it. I'm sorry. 
So my ranking would be, uh, it's going to be surprisingly high, but just because this is so much my vibe, I think, uh-huh. even if it's not like better than some of these movies, I'm like, this is where what I'm living for right here. Yeah. Uh, I got a 22 okay. uh, behind Dr. Strangelove ahead of Donnie Darko. Okay. Ahead of Donnie Darko. Yeah. Yeah. I need to maybe rewatch Donnie Darko. I haven't seen it since we did that podcast on it. So Did we? Yeah, we did do a podcast. That was the first on one, one we right? did. Yeah, actually, I didn't rewatch it, so I'd seen it probably like a couple months before that. You're right, too. and I didn't rewatch it. I don't. Think. Yeah, <laughs> what a good start! Is a rough. That was a rough podcast. See, this is the problem. We're gonna finish this list, and then we're gonna be like, we gotta go back and re-record some of these old episodes because I didn't know back. what I was talking about. It's a little lost thing for you. It's a little Nims Island thing for you. It's the same island. That's the end credit tease. Oh, no. Jack comes... Or, uh... It would actually... It would be, um... What's his name? Charlie. It would be Charlie. He'd go, Guys, where are we? Like he says on the show. I'm not going to do the accent. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So that would just be a little fun little thing. 2008, Lost was, uh... Well, it was season four, so I wouldn't really say thriving. But it was doing... It was chugging along. It was... On. It was on. <laughs> season four has good moments. People people talk mad crap about season four. There's some really good moments in season four. I mean, the thing is, season four, just derailed by the writer's strike. Of course, of it's course. It's like, yeah, it has an excuse. Everything with best, Ben, though, is like some of the best Ben material in that show. It's obviously not what they wanted, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in that one. Yeah, yeah. Probably better than three. I don't know that I'd go. I like season three a lot. Season three is probably my favorite. Now, that's such an unpopular opinion, but God, I love all the characters in three, and I love Charlie, and I think his arc through that season's so good. Save it for your Lost podcast. Um, I wish. Oh my God, if anyone would want to do a Lost podcast, like let's do this. Um. Anyway, so that's where I've got it. I've yeah. actually been rearranging stuff too while I'm talking because Scream was like dangerously low for it being in my top ten movies. That's fair. So. Um, I moved it up. I, yeah, so. Oh, okay. Well, I would rank this. I'm going to put this uh, 65. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, okay. Behind Evil Dead 2, ahead of Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Well, at least we can say Evil Dead 2 is in the right place. <laughs> Again, I like all these movies. I like Evil Dead 2. I think you have the. I think you have too negative of an opinion on it. Two and a half sounds about right for Evil Dead 2. And yet you give Doctor Strange 2 four stars. Well, it's... Listen... It yeah. could have been worse. I could have almost... I did give it four and a half at start. <laughs> off hard rip. You know? You gave Spider-Man 2 four and a half stars. You're going to say Doctor Strange 2 and Spider-Man 2 are the same quality? I gave Spider-Man 2 four stars? I gave it four and a half. That's what I'm saying. You gave oh. it four and a half. So you were no. going to give... Well, I was Doctor going St- to, but I didn't. There's a lot of things I was going to do, but then I don't do them. It doesn't mean I did them. I know. If you had done the things you were going to do, you'd be in a much different spot in life. <laughs> Yeah, a much worse spot. <laughs> you, you don't know the things I was going to do. Oh, no. Who knows? I can't tell you. Anyway, that's yeah, our ranking. That, that's our ranking. Um, that's Little Miss Sunshine. Good yeah. movie. Did you remember your last point on it or no? We're just no, gonna... it's gone. It's gone. Uh, I think I was just going to say that I... I... I don't know. It was just going to be a, a scene I liked. It was just the, was scene the scene where they leave her behind at the gas station. Oh, yeah, that's a good so, scene. Because that's like the real uh, point where it's really... It's like a, a, a low, a falling action, if you will. Yeah. And 
Also, I was going to make a... This is... Now we're getting too far behind because we were talking about um, inappropriate beauty pageants. And I was like... And they're revealing their children or whatever. Yeah. Kind of like they hide the grandpa's body in the trunk. So there's something there. The dichotomy between hidden and shown. You know? <laughs> So I was going to do one of those, like, uh, you know, snob <laughs> jokes. Snob, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. If any movie deserves it, it's Loma Sunshine. Oh, uh, also, uh, they, they did um, uh, Battle of the Sexes. And knowing that, after watching the movie, I'm like, yeah, you guys definitely did. Is that one on your list? I don't think so. I liked it, though. I, I think uh, the more I think back on it, the more I like it. Yeah. I mean, it was one I was interested in seeing. I Listen, never actually... there are some movies on this list I'd love to take off if, you, if, you'd, like, if you'd let me do no. it. No, you can't edit it just uh, like I can't edit mine, you know? Mine are somehow worse. I don't... <laughs> you know, I... Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Battle of the Sexes um, is not on the list. Okay. But uh, it was a good one. Okay. Same year as Fist Fight. <laughs> so. Certainly was. Uh, yeah, next list. Well, I'll put that on there. <laughs> anyway. You really, uh, you really think there's going to be a next list after we took five years to get, uh, three-fourths of the way through this one? Hey, man, we'll see. Like, you know, we didn't think we'd be here. That's, and now look at us, this we're is, We're three-fourths of the way through. That was our 75th movie from my list, uh, so we're in the, in the tail end. But next week, we are returning to Jacob's list for our movie. Jacob, do you know what that movie's going to be? I do. Because uh, next week, yeah, a little film called Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers yeah. comes out, and so I thought uh-huh. we're not going to do the obvious one. Okay, you suck, listener. You thought I was going to go with Elvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel? <laughs> you really fell for it, you nerd! I'm not going to do that. You think you have to predict? You know me? <laughs> oh, the egg on your face right now! The egg on your face! <laughs> you nerd! This is the same guy that uh, we were imagining earlier in the episode. He yes. also was. Okay. Yeah. He also guessed there was going to be Alvin. <laughs> so it's not Alvin the Chipmunks and Squeakquel. It's not. But a little uh, piece of news came out today about a sequel to a movie on my yeah. list uh, called A Simple Favor. Yeah. So what we'll do is we're going to watch A Simple Favor once. You can really get hype for the sequel. Okay. That's going to be coming out okay. in like three years. That's fair. That's fair. My throat hurts now. So there was no point in introducing Chip and Dale outside of it was a little uh, bringing up that you could have. It was the me misdirection, you know. It was them. Th- them it was hearing just that, like, like, oh, it's gonna be all in the Chipmunks, well, of course. But the thing is, they're an idiot, Aaron. They don't yeah. understand. Well, they think they know my mind process. <laughs> they think just because they hear me talk for an hour every week, they can get inside of my mind's eye, and yet here I am, untouched, unseen. You don't know me, you parasocial ant. (laughs) I don't know what this has become. (laughs) I was all ready to watch out in the chipmunks to squeak, well, I don't know. (laughs) 
But yeah. It's too well, bad. Want a simple favor. They're like high society in that, right? Yeah. So it like ties into Downton Abbey a kind little of, bit. Yeah, well, of. I guess. <laughs> we'll tie it into Downton Abbey instead of me just <laughs> attacking the viewer or listener. I hope they're not viewing. If... The- if you're outside of my apartment right now, please. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what has happened. <laughs> I like to really put the best material at the end so nobody it's ever something. hears it. We started this movie, you know, just having a calm conversation about a comfort movie, and then by the end of it, you're just completely unhinged. By the end, I called someone a parasocial ant, so, you know... <laughs> It's a real arc. It you is know, what it characters is. change. We're True. all the characters of our own stories. And True. You just gotta you just gotta hear what Jacobs is at some at some point, I guess. Alright. Do we yeah. wanna close this bad boy out? <laughs> Alright, next week. A that simple really destroyed favor. my throat. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Drink some Gatorade. Yeah, I'm good. You right. do the show. Yeah. Do the show. Okay. Um, if you want to find us around the web, you can find Jacob at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. You can find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr and Letterboxd. Uh, if you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Honest Opinion on Twitter. You can find me at MyHonestOpinion.com. Uh, you can also find me on Letterboxd. Uh, and if you want to find Gotta the podcast, <laughs> if you want to find the podcast around the web, you can find us at Reboot Already Underway. Give us a like, uh, give us a follow. I don't know. What do you do here? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm sweaty now. <laughs> that was that was a lot. It wasn't from looking at this. <laughs> That's not what's happening. Oh, I'm well aware why you saw a simple favor, huh? Yeah, well, let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, until next week, don't think it. Don't say it. Bye-bye, man. Bye-bye, aunt. <laughs> Oh.